Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. The show by golfers, for golfers, coast to coast across America and around the world on the American Forces Network. This is Tea to Green, the golf show. Teeing it up and talking golf every Sunday morning. Welcome from the beautiful five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, the longtime home of Tea to Green. I'm Jay Ritchie going solo on the big show today. Thanks for making what we do a part of your sports weekend. On Tea to Green today... We're going to talk golf courses. Jeff Bloom will be here. He's the new president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects. Golf, as you may know, has an $84 billion annual impact on the U.S. economy. And one of Jeff's agenda items as president is to draw attention to the positive economic results for those who invest in golf facilities. So we'll talk to him about that. Also, Jeff Bloom is just back from Carnoustie, and he'll tell us about his time and his experience at the 147th British Open Championship last week. Then later in the hour, we'll talk about the environment and golf courses. Ali Eustace will be here. She is a program specialist for the Autobahn Sanctuary Program for golf courses. They recognize the most environmentally friendly golf courses both in the United States and around the world. And so far to date, they have recognized nearly a 1,000 different golf courses on seven different continents for their work, the work they do to be not only great golf courses, but environmentally friendly as well. Dr. Aliusis today on Tee to Green. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck They say this game's a tough one But I'll give it my best shot Though the bunkers look like beaches And the greens like parking lots Oh Lord What am I gonna do? Help me keep my head down Save me from those double bogey blues it is America's longest-running network radio golf show. Be sure to check out our website, t2greenradio.com. Head over, like us on Facebook as well. Scott Cuddy is in master control. I'm Jay Ritchie, teeing it up with Jeff Bloom, next from the Broadmoor here on t Green. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? 
Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. If you are age 85 or younger... Call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. It's destination listening for dedicated golfers. You founded its Tee to Green, the golf show. Hello again from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Jay Ritchie. Scott Cuddy's in master control. Great to have you with us today as we talk golf as we do every Sunday here on Tee to Green. A lot going on in the world of golf these days. We'll catch you up to date on what's happening on the tours and uh, a major championship going on at the old course at St. Andrews. Andrews, a senior open and a pretty good leaderboard there. The ladies have a nice leaderboard at the Scottish Open. And for the 109th time, they're playing the Canadian Open, the RBC Canadian Open, a PGA Tour stop. And we'll catch you up to date on what's happening uh, there as well. Today on Tita Green, as I mentioned in the open, we're going to talk golf courses later in the hour, the environment and golf courses with Allie Eustace. She's a program specialist for the Audubon Sanctuary Program for golf courses and she'll be here to talk us about how they recognize certain golf courses for the work they do not only with golfers and golf but environmentally as well and our first guest is ready to go standing by Jeff Bloom recently elected president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects at their 72nd annual meeting in Houston he's a landscape architecture graduate from Texas A&M University and uh, he's got his own design firm and he's he and his company have among numerous projects designed the Grand Pines Golf Club at Bentwater in Montgomery, Texas. They've also done courses in Louisiana and uh, all over the state of Texas and one in the People's Republic of China as well. We welcome Jeff Bloom to Tita Green today. Hi Jeff, how you doing? Good, Jay. How are you today? 
pretty good. Before we get to talking about uh, your work there and your your new role as president of the ASGCA, I understand you just got back from Carnoustie a few days ago. How was that? Uh, it was great. Uh, I got back on Monday. We were uh, actually out at the Open on Thursday uh, for the first round. And uh, we got a beautiful day out there, not the typical Scottish weather. The, uh, the wind had laid down a little bit, and it was bright and sunny. And so uh, we almost got a little bit of American golf at a, at a Scottish golf tournament. It was kind of interesting, but certainly <laughs> the conditions were nothing like an American golf course. Yeah, I imagine you've been to the, to the Open before, the Open Championship? I have, uh, you know, it's uh, it's certainly a very unique event, and uh, the game uh, when you go across the pond is, as you know, it's just a little bit different. Uh, it's more of a ground-based game, and watching the ball roll out. And uh, this year, I think that was uh, that was evident uh, probably more than ever. We had talked to a few of the Scottish folks over there, and they told us this was the driest year that they have had since I think 1976. And uh, so, consequently, the courses are pretty, pretty burned out, uh, really firm and fast, and made for an interesting, uh, an interesting open. Yeah, I heard a great line on, on the TV coverage. I don't know if it was someone from the Golf Channel or NBC. They said, American golf, the ball's in the air, and it kind of stops when it lands. But when you play golf, as they did in Carnoustie, Lynx golf or British golf, when the ball lands, that's when things start happening. <laughs> that's very true you know we played uh, several rounds while we were over there and and i've been over there before and you just have to learn uh how to play the game on the ground and you know what you hit a, an average six iron here say you hit your six iron 165 yards in the united states and it flies 160 and stops within five you know over there you hit it 160 and it, and it rolls for another 30 uh, so it's a, it's a different game. It's kind of fun. It makes you feel like you're a little younger and a little longer, but uh, sometimes <laughs> those balls can be really hard to control. And there's nothing wrong with that, right, feeling younger and longer? Well, that, yeah. That's exactly right. Do, do you meet with some of your uh, uh, British or Lynx golf counterparts while you were there? I did. You know, the Europeans have, uh, have their association like we do. It's called the European Institute uh, of Golf Course Architects. And I met with uh, their past president uh, from, from last year, Ken Moody, and also uh, Gary Johnston, who's an architect over there in the British Isles. Uh, you know, they're an interesting group because they're probably about 40% based in, uh, in the British Isles, and the rest of them are, uh, are on the continent. But... Uh, uh, really an, an interesting group, and the projects that they do and work on are in some ways similar to what we do, but in some ways very different. Uh, there's not a lot of new golf in Europe. There's not, not a lot of new golf here either, uh, but I would say that the uh, the American architects are, are doing the lion's share of the new projects. Uh, a lot of the Europeans are doing a lot of renovation work, a lot of great stuff uh, over there. They're, they're a talented group. It, when you talk about in some ways their interests are similar in what ways are it was renovation one of them yeah absolutely you know our market uh, worldwide the the new golf course market is is way off from where it was in the the early 2000s and the late 90s uh, so it, the, the industry shifted to renovations and uh, you know this is sort of a, a a blanket statement so it's it's not always the case but you know i think in the united states you see uh, because of the level of competition here because we have so many more golf courses, 
guys compete against each other by uh, taking on some major renovations and and I think uh, we have some smaller scale stuff in Europe. I think you have a little bit more uh, smaller scale renovations. They don't uh, they don't tend to blow up the golf course and start over. Some of that is because they have so much history in in a lot of their facilities, and we have that here in certain places that like to tweak. Augusta is a great example of that. Uh, but then we also have facilities that maybe get 30 or 40 years old that are kind of tired and need a facelift, and they'll go in and, and redo the entire place. And, and I don't think you see as much of that in Europe as you do here in the U.S. We are talking to Jeff Bloom. He is the president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects. He was uh, elected president back in May. He'll serve through Next May, Jeff, uh, the American Society of Golf Course Architects. Maybe let's talk a little bit about that and what specifically it is that that group does. What do you do there at the ASGCA? Well, we are the largest uh, association or society of, of uh, professional golf course architects in the world. Uh, we're also the oldest. Um, our original uh, documents and the original uh, group was founded in 1947. Uh, our first president was Donald Ross. Uh, so we've had a, a long and storied history. We've had a lot of great uh, architects over the years serve as president, Jay Morish, uh, both Robert Trent Jones uh, Sr., Jr., and Reese Jones, all three of them, Pete Dye, Alice Dye, uh, Arthur Hills. We've had a great group of, of guys over the years and a great history. Uh, but I think our, our, our guys and, and girls, uh, in fact, the, the year after me, uh, Jan Beljam will take over as president. She'll be the second female president that, uh, that we've ever had. Oh, wow. Uh, we've had Jan on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and Jan's fantastic, uh, and she, she will do a great job as president and has certainly, certainly earned her, her, uh, her way up the ladder there, so we're excited for her. Uh, but our group is, uh, you know, has worldwide influence. We've got a lot of guys that have done projects all over the world. I think the average uh, of our members, they've worked on 51 golf courses over their careers. Um, so they've got a lot of experience. They're, uh, uh, it's very interesting for us. We're uh, guys who compete against each other every day, uh, but we're also good friends and, and uh, comrades, and uh, we enjoy getting together once a year at our annual meeting and it's almost, uh, as much as it is a professional society, it's also a fraternal society. In some ways, that's the, the side of it that I like best. Yeah. How long have you been involved with the ASGCA? Well, I've been around it for, uh, for years and years and years. My first boss was a guy named Jeff Brower, who was president in the mid-'90s. Uh, Jeff was out of the Dallas area. So he was the one who made me aware of it. Uh, I got in in 2006. Uh, probably could have got in earlier than that, but I wanted to get in on uh, on all my own work. Our our uh, requirements for membership have changed over the years. When I got in, it was five new courses in the last six years. Obviously, with the golf industry the way it is today, nobody would qualify uh, to get in uh, with membership under those constraints. So we've we've adopted our membership uh, policies to to reflect the environment that everybody's in today. We allow renovations today. Uh, and we've got some, some really good young guys that are coming into our group. Um, but I've, I guess I've been around it since probably the late 80s uh, and actually a member since 2006. 
Jeff Bloom is our guest. He's the new president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects, and he's agreed to stick around and do another segment with us. So when we come back, Jeff, I want to talk a little bit specifically about what is on your agenda uh, during your term in office until next May. Jeff Bloom, our guest, the new president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects, here with us today on the show. And then later in the hour, we'll talk to the program specialist for the Audubon Sanctuary Program for Golf Courses. Ali Eustace will fill us in on what's new with the environment and golf courses. It's all happening today right here on Tee to Green. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Call the CPAP hotline now. 800-430-4234. 800-430-4234. That's 800-430-4234. Copays and deductible supply. Supplies are replaced in accordance with Medicare guidelines. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. There's only one other acceptable theory about how to hit a golf ball. Oh, boy. Well, I'm afraid to ask. Well, what is it? What's the other theory? Grip it and rip it. <laughs> 
Tea to Green takes you to the driving range with our tip of the week. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and services. Combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Hi everyone, this is Mark Kelbel again, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club. Today I want to talk to you about fairway wood play. Three things I want you to keep in mind to help you hit those a little bit better. One, nice loose grip tension when you're trying to hit a fairway wood. This will help you get it on the face. Your goal with a fairway wood is to advance the ball in play. You can heel it, you can tow it, you can take a little turf. As long as you advance it in play, you've accomplished your goal. The only thing you want to avoid with a fairway wood is a bad miss or a pop-up. Secondly, when you place the ball in your stance, put a little more in the middle of it. This will be a little bit more forgiven if it's not perfect. Again, you just want to advance it in play, so play a little bit more in the middle of your stance. The last thing is, if the ball is a little bit below your feet or a little bit above your feet, make adjustments accordingly. If it's below your feet, you got to bend your knees just a little bit more. Take a practice swing or two to help you get used to staying down to that ball. Make sure you clip your grass. And if the ball is above your feet, choke the club a little bit. Take a practice swing or two to help you find out where exactly the ball is in reference to the bottom of your swing. It'll help you get it on the face and advance the ball in play. That's your number one goal with a fairway wood. For more on making contact with the Fairway Wood, check out t2greenradio.com or visit your local PGA professional. Golfers listen because we speak their language every Sunday here on T to Green, the golf show. Hi, everyone. Jay Ritchie from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. And we continue with our guest, Jeff Bloom, the newly elected president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects. Jeff is a graduate of Texas A&M University. He's a landscape architecture grad. Uh, He's had his own design firm for a number of years, and among the courses they renovated was the Wending Golf Club in Shandong Province in the People's Republic of China. Jeff, what was that like? Well, I will tell you, doing business in China was a little bit different. Uh, uh, I had worked for a man named Robert Von Hagee for a number of years and did work in uh, in Japan and Europe and Mexico. Uh, China was a little bit more like the wild, wild west. They uh, <laughs> uh, they have a different way of doing business, which uh, you have to get used to. We did that project in 2011, and it was a new course from scratch. Uh, it was the first course that I ever designed where I never actually saw the site until uh, until it was built. Wow. And uh, it was on landfill, out uh, kind of out into the into the sea. So the site was basically dead flat and featureless. We laid it out in a hotel room in uh, in Beijing. Met with the clients there in Beijing and and sent over the documents. And uh, uh, they built it from there. So uh, it was an interesting project, to say the least. I'm glad that's an interesting story. I'm glad I asked you about it. So now you're the president of the American Society of Golf Course Architecture term. It's just a one-year term. That's not a lot of time. So what do you do as far as prioritizing what you want to do or your agenda for the next uh, until next May? 
Well, you sort of have to pick one or two things. Obviously, with a short time frame, you can't uh, you can't get into a whole lot of different uh, uh, issues. But uh, the one that we've decided to really tackle uh, is the economics of golf. And one thing that's happened really since 2008, the Great Recession, uh, that hit the golf industry pretty hard. And uh, in some ways, the golf industry got a black eye. Golf development got a black eye. A lot of people thought that. Uh, you know, golf was not a good investment, but financially it wasn't a good way to go. Uh, and we want to change that narrative. There are so many good models out there for golf facilities that are working, uh, that are proving to be financially successful for their owners and their investors. And we want to get that message out instead of the negative message that's uh, sort of been prevalent in the industry here in recent, uh, recent years. 24 million people every year golf's $84 billion annual impact on the American economy. Just those two facts right there are pretty important as far as what you want to do, correct? Absolutely, and, and we're focusing probably a little bit more on um, the actual projects and how the projects are built that are successful, whether it be a municipal facility or a development golf course or even private clubs. Uh, there are great models that owners can use uh, to set themselves up for financial success as well as uh, success in in other areas. And, you know, golf brings so many good benefits beyond the financial side. There's physical benefits, there's emotional benefits, uh, that uh, there's social benefits. So, you know, we want uh, developers and clubs to start thinking about uh, investing in their facilities again, and what we're trying to do is give them ways to do it that will uh, be profitable for them. Are you seeing some positive feedback in that area? What sort of uh, response are you getting to those uh, to your efforts? Uh, we're getting some great response. You know, a great resource for us is to reach out to our members because we have such a wide reach in, in the United States and really all over the world. And uh, so what we've asked for are some case studies uh, of uh, facilities that have been highly successful, uh, one of which is, is some clients of mine. Uh, the Municipal Golf Association in San Antonio, Texas, uh, about 10 years ago took over all of the city of San Antonio's golf courses, which were not doing well financially. Uh, and they've taken them over, and they run them as a nonprofit, and now the golf courses are very successful, and they've invested uh, several million dollars over the last 10 years into the facilities and, and turned it into a profitable venture. Uh, and that's just one of the models uh, that can be used uh, in the municipal arena to, to make yourself successful. Jeff, was, was some of that going on, was some of that happening already since, uh, <clears throat> since 2008, and you're, you're just now trying to help it along or, or give, give them some new areas to, to go into? Oh, I think some of it was happening, and certainly most uh, golf operators have had to look at their uh, their organization and how they operate and, and streamline and, and become more efficient. Uh, there's no question about that. I think what has been missing in the industry is, is uh, being able to talk about it in the media and get the message out there that, that golf does work. And, uh, you know, there are a number of ways to do it. The development side of things, what you're seeing now is, is sort of bundled communities where if you buy into uh, a, a residential subdivision that has a golf course, you are automatically a member, and you have to support that facility with a certain amount uh, of dues every month. But uh, everybody in the entire community benefits from the golf course, uh, and the golf course also benefits from uh, the support of, of the residents. So 
you know, there are great models out there for all of it uh, in all the different ways to do things, whether it be resorts or, or private clubs as well. Uh, and we're just trying to get the positive story out there because the, the, the narrative had gone fairly negative for a while. Jeff Bloom, our guest, the new president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects. Jeff, when you see what uh, a community like San Antonio is doing, can you take that model and apply it somewhere else? Or does each area have to kind of come up with their own specific model? Oh, I think they can take that model and, uh, you know, if it's appropriate for them, I think it can work in a lot of different places. I know Baltimore has done something similar. They're all a little bit different. Uh, but they can be based on uh, on similar set of circumstances, and uh, it's a great way for people to uh, to look at an option for them to be successful where they might have been struggling in the past. And you know that's one thing that I see within our membership. Uh, you know we were affected by uh, the slowdown in golf as well. What's happened within our membership is our members now reach out to each other a lot more than they used to, uh, and a lot of that's out of necessity. The offices are not as big. If you need some help with a project, you reach out to a fellow member, uh, and they're more than happy to, to help. Uh, if you'd have looked at ASGCA 15 years ago, you wouldn't have had the same situation because everybody had plenty of work, and they would just hire somebody to help them. So uh, it's, a nice, uh, it's a nice change. It's created a lot of great camaraderie and collaboration within our, uh, within our society uh, and within the industry as a whole. Jeff, the, the term as president is so short, there's a lot of former ASGCA presidents running around. What do you guys do after your term as president? Well, our executive, commi- our executive committee is five people. Uh, you come on as the secretary and you work your way through uh, the offices. Uh, and when you go off as president, you stay on one more year as past president to kind of help uh, steer things along. Um, and then uh, your last job as pre- uh, past president is to recommend your replacement on the executive committee. Uh, so that's, that's really where you go uh, as an executive committee member. But a lot of our presidents have stayed on board to handle a lot of different uh, issues that the society deals with, whether it be resource development. They may go into the ASGCA Foundation. They do a lot of different things. Uh, maybe not as an officer anymore, but they certainly have a lot of influence on, on what the organization is doing, and they do a great job. Well, you guys do a great job there at the ASGCA, and congratulations on your, your presidency. I know you're a busy guy. Thanks for taking the time to join us today to talk about some of the things that you hope to accomplish in your term and uh, the mission of the ASGCA as well. Jeff Bloom. Jeff, thanks for being here. Thank you, Jay, very much. Have a great day. The new president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects, Jeff Bloom, with us today here on TD Green. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. 
So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Attention timeshare owners, this is an urgent consumer alert from Resort Release, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get rid of their expensive timeshares. Once you've made that decision to get rid of your timeshare for any reason, Resort Release is offering a Better Business Bureau accredited way to legally get rid of your timeshare guaranteed. We guarantee to get rid of your timeshare payments permanently, even if you've tried another company to get rid of your expensive timeshare call now and see if we can help you at resort release you don't pay anything until you're ready if you're ready to learn how to permanently get rid of your costly timeshare make this complimentary free call right now 800-598-0539-800-598-0539-800-598-0539 that's 800-598-0539 do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Call the CPAP hotline now. 800-430-4234. 800-430-4234. That's 800-430-4234. Copays and deductible supply. Supplies are replaced in accordance with Medicare guidelines. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a roof. Time to work on your short game. Tea to Green helps you get it up and down. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor, and this morning I want to talk to you about putting. There's a couple of different ways to look at putting. Long putts and the second is short putts. What I want everybody to concentrate on, if they have a putt of 15 feet and longer, which I think we're all in agreement would constitute a long putt, concentrate on speed and distance first and foremost. Do not get caught up in the direction of the putt, but speed and distance is your first priority. With a short putt, accuracy is your need. You want your left hand for righties to remain going towards the target. 
That's number one. Two is, is you want your eyes directly over the ball so your head remains still. A lot of short putts are missed because someone's head moves. Keep those tips in mind. I promise you, you'll make less three putts, which is the goal of any good putter. More on getting the ball up and down? Go to tdgreenradio.com or check in with your local PGA professional. Your top source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online, and on your smartphone, it's T.D. Green. It's the Golf Show. Jay Ritchie here at the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. We'll get to our next guest, Ali Eustace, in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Divot Magazine, Colorado's premier golf discount program. Now in its 19th year, the 2018 Greensaver Golf Discount Book or Greensaver Mobile lets you play more and save more for $49, only $49. You can save with free green fees, two-for-one green fees, half-off green fees, free cart rentals, plus discounts on retail, lodging, lessons, food, beverage, and much, much more. It's a perfect excuse to travel our great state and experience some of the best golf that Colorado has to offer. In all, some 89 total courses in this year's Green Saver. Plus, you get 75 bucks off of one golf lesson at any Golf Tech location and one free club analysis at Lenny's Golf in Denver. Added up, it comes to something like $11,000 worth of total Colorado golf savings, yours for just $49. And if you already have the book, double your offers and get Greensaver Mobile for just $30. This is a mobile-friendly website. It's not an app, and it allows you to keep up with new courses and offers that might come along during the season. For more information, call 303-797-8700 or check it out at lo- online at Green savergolf.com you know for the last 20 years or so one of the really neat developments in golf has been the the push for more environmental friendly things involving golf and golf courses and a lot of different golf courses not only here in the u.s but around the world are leading the way recently newport national Golf Club, the Orchard Course, retained its designation as a certified Audubon Cooperative Sanctuary through the Audubon Co-op Sanctuary Program for Golf Courses. It's an Audubon International Program, and the program specialist for that is joining us right now on Tee to Green to talk about the environment and golf courses. We welcome Allie Eustace to the big show today. Hi, Allie. How are you? Hi, Chase. I'm well. How are you? We're do- we're doing great, and thanks for taking the time to join us today to talk about to talk about this. And it's it's nice to see, and it's maybe something that the average golfer doesn't realize is going on. That is honoring and recognizing golf courses who go out of their way to be environmentally friendly. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> the um, the Newport National is one of two in Rhode Island, and over 900 in the world to hold that honor. What do, does a course have to do to be considered or to get that honor? Sure. Um, so first off, I just kind of like to give a general overview, you know, of our organization. Um, right. We are um, an independent nonprofit environmental organization that's focused on sustainable property management. Um, so we've been around for over 30 years. Last year was our 30th anniversary. And uh, we like to think we work where the built and natural environment meet to help lessen the impact of the built environment, um, you know, on that natural environment. 
So one of those areas is golf courses. Um, so our Autobahn Cooperative Sanctuary Program for Golf um, has been around since 1991. It was uh, started as a sponsorship from the United States Golf Association. So um, to achieve certification and as an Audubon Cooperative Sanctuary, or ACSP as we like to refer to it, um, golf courses have to meet standards in six environmental categories, uh, environmental planning, wildlife and habitat management, water conservation, water quality management, chemical use reduction and safety, and what we consider one of the most important is outreach and education, as you mentioned, you know, getting the word out there to people that these golf courses are, are doing these great things. I know a lot of people are familiar with the Audubon Society. Are you guys connected to them at all? We are not. No, um, as I mentioned, we are uh, an independent, um, nonprofit environmental organization. <laughs> Okay. Uh, now, let's go over those those six areas that, that you talked about. And, and one of those you mentioned was, was involving chemicals and things like that that are detrimental to, to the environment. And golf in the past, and maybe rightfully so, has, been, has kind of caught a lot of flack for that. But uh, where, where are we and where, are, where is the golf industry now in, in terms of doing better in that area? Sure. Um, so for chemical use reduction and safety, what we really look at um, is the use of integrated pest management, which has you know become a, a bigger thing in the golf industry and other um, other turf industries as well. Um, so for that category, we really look at um, what chemicals are used, where they're used, how much, and then also how they're handled in the maintenance facility. That's another important factor. Um, it relates to water quality a lot. We want to make sure that um, those chemicals are being being used properly so that they don't um, pollute any of the water bodies on the course or surrounding the property. And the others, you mentioned water conservation and water quality management. Those two kind of go hand in hand, do they not? They do, some, yes. Um, so for water conservation, um, we look at things like incorporating evapotranspiration rates or weather data into irrigation decisions, um, you know, using hand watering and part circle heads to make sure you're only watering where water needs to go and not, you know, the sidewalks or things like that, um, and reducing irrigated acreage wherever possible. So converting rough areas to naturalized areas where possible. Um, and then also ensuring that the irrigation systems are maintained properly so that, um, that the water, once again, is, is going where it needs to be and is not getting wasted. Yeah. Um, for, for water quality, uh, we recommend you know, um, creating vegetative buffers around water features um, and no spray zones to ensure that the water gets filtered before it makes it to the water bodies, um, raising mow heights. And then uh, we also ask that courses in our program test their water quality on a regular basis so they know where those nutrient levels are at. Yeah, I know that 25, 30 years ago, Allie, you heard very little about wildlife or habitat management. Now, just about every course that I play you has a, a habitat area or a wildlife area, and, and, it's, and it's nice to see, and I think golfers appreciate the fact that Something, the game, the sport the, that they love 
is also doing those sort of things to help out Mother Earth and help out wildlife. It is, yes. I mean, golf actually kind of has a unique opportunity, you know, to protect and enhance the environment. Um, by their nature, they provide significant natural areas um, that can offer habitat for wildlife, you know, um, protect drinking water, improve water quality, all of those kind of things. So, yes, it's nice to see those courses getting involved in that. <laughs> Ellie Eustace is with us, program specialist for the Audubon Co-op Sanctuary Program for golf courses. They recently uh, certified or recertified Newport National, the orchard course in Rhode Island, as uh, as a certified Audubon Cooperative Sanctuary course. And there are some 905 courses around the world to hold the honor. Participation designed to help course personnel plan, organize, implement, and document a comprehensive environmental management program, and then get recognition for those efforts to reach certification. They have to work on six areas. And a couple of the areas we haven't talked about, uh, Ali, include uh, environmental planning. That's almost a no-brainer these days, isn't it? It is, yes. And so that is, um, that is the first step of our certification process, obviously. You know, you have to start with the plan. Um, so we want to know... Um, property features and current practices that are going on at courses um, when they're starting the certification process. Um, we also want those courses to identify the ecological region and watershed where their course is located, kind of to put the property into a, a larger ecological perspective and have them realize, you know, that the impact they have is greater than just on their course. It is also the surrounding area and their community, um, things like that. So. Before a, a new course can, can be built, there's a lot of ecological uh, planning and environmental planning that, that, that goes into that. What about older courses that are, that are redesigned or renovated? Is that, are they a little more, is that a little more complicated with some of these older courses? It is. So we actually, um, in addition to our ACSP for Golf program, we have five other certification programs, and two of them, we have a signature program, which is for new development, as you mentioned, and then we have a classic program, which is for major renovation. Um, so yes, that is a little more in-depth and involves a, a greater uh, environmental, environmental plan, um, resource management, policy, things like that. Yeah, so you've already got two separate plans depending on, on the old courses versus the new courses. That's great. Yes, <laughs> that is correct. How about... Uh, Outreach and education. What what can a golf course or a golf facility do in those two areas? Sure. Um, so for education, we're talking about things like um, signage on the course. Um, you know, if you're um, near a water body or a, a naturalized area, um, we have signs that say this area has been naturalized for wildlife. Um, just kind of getting the word out about what these courses are doing. Um, a lot of the courses have a, a display in their clubhouse of each, for each category, you get a certificate when you're approved, and then you get one for your full certification. So they'll display those. Um, a lot of courses will post social media posts about wildlife they've seen on the golf course property, things like that. Um, they'll do blog posts kind of to their membership about um, some of the environmental activities they're doing. And then for outreach, it's really, you know, we want these courses to engage their staff and their membership and the community if possible. 
in these efforts with them. So um, hosting wildlife walks on the property or birding tours, um, gardening projects, things like that. And then nest boxes are also a really big thing on golf courses. So we want to make sure that the courses are monitoring those and, and ensuring that the, the birds that are in the nests are the ones that we want to use the nest. Um, so getting people involved in that is another another way they can uh, okay. kind of engage others. To find, to find out more, AudubonInternational.org is the website. It's all about responsible management of land, water, wildlife, and other natural resources. And how golf courses are leading the way in those areas, and we love that. Allie Eustace. Allie, thanks for joining us today to talk about this and keep up the great work there with the Audubon Cooperative Sanctuary Program for golf courses. Thank you so much for having me. Allie Eustace with us today here on TD Green. Again, AudubonInternational.org if you'd like to find out more information. Or if you're a golf course owner, operator, superintendent, whatever, and you want to find out more about this great program. Take a break. We're not done yet. Come back and check in on what's happening on the tours when Tita Green continues right after this. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. That's 800-296-1252. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host. I can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days, and anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue 
Lugu a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. The fastest hour in radio and the quickest hour in golf, tee to green. We're not done yet. Lots of golf going on this weekend. Let's check in and see what's happening. The Senior Open, of course, at the Old Course of St. Andrews, the over 50 set, and it's a pretty good leaderboard. They're playing right now, in fact, uh, because of the time difference. Uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez, Kirk Triplett, Bernard Longer, the defending champion, Tom Watson up there as well, 68-year-old Tom Watson with a chance to win his third senior open golf championship at the Old Course in St. Andrews. Uh, the Aberdeen Scottish Open, this is this is for the ladies. They'll play the Rico Women's British Open next week. This is a tune-up to that. They have a good leaderboard as well. Amy Yang, Arya Jutanagarn, Minji Lee, and So Yun Yu. They are in the process of playing the final round right now overseas as well at the Aberdeen Scottish Open final round today. And uh, going on later today, the RBC Canadian Open at Glen Abbey Golf Course, Oakville, Ontario, Canada. Dustin Johnson tied for the lead with, uh, let's see, one, two, three other golfers. Johnson, Byung Hyun An, Kevin Tway, and Wee Kim, all at 17 under par. Hudson Swafford, Rory Sabatini, 13 under par, heading into the final round there today. And a sad note in golf, Bruce Litsky, who won 13 PGA Tour events and seven times on the PGA Champions Tour, lost his fight with brain cancer on Saturday. Bruce Litsky was 67 years old. He won the 2003 U.S. Senior Open, beating Tom Watson by a couple of shots. He also played for the victorious U.S. Ryder Cup team back in 1981. Bruce Litsky, dead from brain cancer at the age of 67. Our thanks to Jeff Bloom, the president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects, for joining us today, and Ali Eustace with the Ottawa Sanctuary Program for Golf Courses. That'll do it. Till next time, hit them long, hit them straight.